Ask the Podcast Coach for August 19th, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always good to be with you on a Saturday. I don't know about you. We have heat warnings for the next, like, four days. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, yeah. So, good to be in the house, in the air conditioning. Ask the podcast coach. Make sure you're tweeting it out that we are live right now. Or whatever you do, threading it out. or Threading... Yeah, Insta, Insta ing out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let let your community know that we are here answering, giving away free podcast consulting here at Ask the Podcast Coach. Yeah, we have gone into an early fall. It's like we're gonna have a high oh, of like seventy five. It's and coming. I was like it's coming. It's yeah, coming my it's, way. He's coming your way. Trust me. <laughs> by by Monday, you'll be warm. That'll be it. <laughs> well, you know, one way that uh, you can cool off when you're. Uh, you know, you've just got, uh, you just need something to take you away from the heat. Well, it's time to uh, do the morning pour. And of course, that is brought to you by our good friend, Mark, over at podcastbranding.co. So if you think about this, and I was, uh, I've been studying Mr. Beast from YouTube, mm-hmm. like the number one, and his whole thing, man, is about thumbnails and the fact, and your title for the record. Uh, and it's all about the fact he's like, look, if you want people to click on a video, you've got to pull them in. And one of the ways you pull them in is by having great artwork. And I've used Mark for Ask the Podcast Coach, School of Podcasting, Podcast Rodeo Show. And he's going to give you a whole lot of stuff that you're not going to get from somebody on Fiverr. And that is he's going to sit down with you and he's going to really figure out what your website looks like. If you need a website, he can do that. He can do artwork. He can make a PDF as a lead magnet, anything you want to look good. But he's going to give you that personalized approach so that your whole brand over your entire podcast and your website is all in alignment. He's a podcaster himself and an award-winning graphic artist. So check him out, podcastbranding.co. Huge thanks to Dan, Dan LeFebvre over there, based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. If you didn't know on, on the site, if you head out there right now, he's got all of his episodes uh, kind of categorized by like musicals, mysteries, paranormal. Like who does not want to watch oh, yeah. paranormal movies, right? Politics, religion. Uh, those Dan, those probably shouldn't go next to each other. Romance, <laughs> although alphabetically they do. These are all alphabetical sci-fi. So there's lots of great stuff. If you're looking for a new podcast to listen to and a well done one at that, check it out based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. And we're going to start off this morning with some visual aids, which is always fun. I do have to, I'm in uh, Google docs and it's, it, I find this very, uh, what's the word? A pain in the butt that you have to switch modes to view into something on uh, that but let me share my screen here this is it's i know it's visual aids but for anyone listening to this later uh you're fine but what it is is i see this question a lot hey should i put my video 
Uh, should I do video is the first one, but the, this is the question I want to answer. And this is just from my chair. Uh, should I put my show on Spotify? And so what we're looking at is shows from July on Ask the Podcast Coach. So, which is interesting because we used to get more downloads than this. I was like, hmm, I need to look into this. But anyway, we're looking at numbers from Libsyn and you can see where I'm getting around four to 500 downloads after uh, a month. Uh, in Libsyn. If I scroll down a little more, these are my views from YouTube. And you can see where we're getting somewhere between 140 and, a you know, close, eh, 190, maybe 181 uh, views on YouTube because YouTube is, you know, a video platform. And after, and this is with my numbers wide open. I'm not, I just said, look, show me all the downloads that I've gotten on Spotify. And that answer is, Jimmy, want to guess? Uh, I'm going to say f less than 50. Less than 50. You are correct because we've received zero. Like <laughs> nada. It is it is a wall of goose eggs. Ouch. And so. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. Yeah. And like I said, it's now let's be fair. Am I promoting this on anywhere? Like, hey, you can watch the video on Spotify. Uh, no. Cause I don't want to grow my Spotify growing. I want to grow my YouTube viewing, uh, but I am not promoting it. Um, it is a pretty neat show. You know, it's a podcast about podcasting. Uh, and uh, I, if I think the one, if I'd gone down one more, there was one video that had one play and uh, that was me. So, <laughs> so in terms of organic growth for a podcast about podcasting, that's not getting promoted. I'm getting no plays whatsoever on Spotify. So if that helps you, because I, I, I was talking with a member of the school of podcasting and she's, you know, transcripts and YouTube. And she's like, I'm just overwhelmed. And I'm like, you don't have to do it all. You, you don't have to, you know, it, in fact, um, it's, you know, do what you can and, you know, maybe you'll do it all later, but it's, you can really um, kind of, I don't know, just mess with your head when you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. I I mean, when John Lee Dumas, you know, back the other day, that's a guy that was just crushing it. And everybody's trying to do exactly what John was doing to the point where they were ripping off his show. And I was like, um, you know, it's not really fair because does John have three kids in soccer practice and two jobs? Right. No. Right. Um, does John have a budget? Oh, yes, he does to promote, you know, so... What what works for that person may not work for you because their audience is is different. So, have you put anything on Spotify yet? Yeah, yeah. Everything everything we have uh, at Gallup and everything I do is on Spotify. I we don't see huge numbers, but it's just it, you know it. What's interesting about Spotify is when I was setting up other podcasts in our company, and the producers for those podcasts would say. It's going to be on Spotify, right? Because that's how they listen to it. So I, I don't think, Dave, I, I would be cautious of our example at zeros of saying no one's yeah. listening on Spotify, right? Something might be wrong there. But um, I, I, I do think Spotify serves a certain segment of the market. And, and I, I think it's worth pursuing. And you, you certainly don't miss being out there. You know, be be there, be available, yeah. whatever, right? However you get your, well, that, however you get it in there. But but I, I don't see huge numbers that way. Yeah, to me, I was like, well, okay, I'm not getting any return on this, but 
I it takes me maybe 10 seconds to upload the video and copy and paste my description. And I was like, hey, you never know. Uh, Chris has a great point. Wall of Goose Eggs makes a great band name. I was thinking like a like a fourth tier spinoff of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know, dun, 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 dun. welcome to Wall of Goose Eggs, you know. And then I will take my sword and kill your goose. Uh, yeah. So um, let's see here. We have uh, somebody on Facebook. So I don't know if this is me where I have to connect my stream yard to Facebook or what. No, because other people. Anyway, it says, would you would love quick feedback on my podcast artwork? Well, um, that's a tricky one because you can't put you might be able to put links. I don't know if they show up or not. I think, you know, on the Facebook side, they can. I, YouTube, they can't for yeah. sure. They uh, might I, be able to put a, put a link out there in Facebook. Yeah. You might be able to grab it that way. Yeah, I'm thinking of changing it. Make sure there are a couple of tips or on just this. Put the name of your podcast in. Yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's do that. And I, I'm thinking of changing it and might do so in conjunction with my hundred or 150 or 200 episodes. Sure. And there are shows that, uh, well, there's only one that I know of that does this. No agenda changes their artwork for every, every episode. They have a new show artwork because there's show artwork and then there's episodic artwork. And the thing you want to keep in mind, number one, make sure it meets Apple specs. So anywhere from 1400 by 1400, all the way up to 3000 by 3000. Now be careful when you design in 3000 by 3000, your artwork is the size of your head and you start putting in all these little details that when you shrink it down to 175 pixels, nothing's going to show up. So, uh, but also make sure the file size is less than 500 kilobits uh, or bytes. Uh, I'm not sure which one it is, but it's make sure it's not this giant 10 gigabyte file because Apple will just choke on it and then give it a different file name. So if it's artwork.jpg, make this one artwork2.jpg, and uh, that will uh, make sure that it updates. And um, if it's radically different, if it, I don't think he said he's rebranding. He's just doing new artwork. So, yeah, that would do it. So be a fun way to kind of celebrate. And congrats on, uh, you know, 150 episodes. It's uh, a lot of people don't make it that far. So. Congrats on that. Um, yeah, Coach Dave says, I see 3,000 subscribers to ask the podcast coach. Technically, that's 3,000 subscribers to me. To your YouTube channel, right? Yeah, to my yeah, YouTube yeah. channel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I need to go in and look at the stats to see how does an Ask the Podcast Coach video perform. Like, if people are only watching because it's 90 minutes, if they're only watching, you know, 30% of my video, does that hurt my channel where all my other videos are, you know, six mm-hmm. minutes long and maybe we do a spinoff, which would kind of suck in a way. Cause everybody's already subscribed and they ring the bell yeah. on my channel. Yeah. So, um, unless it was really like, and I would just for about a month, I'd be doing the whole, cause for the record, if you haven't already, make sure you've removed all your stitcher, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, buttons yeah. on your website. I've seen a few people. I'm like, Where's hey, for the go to? Where does it go to now? Is it just 404 or what, what That's happens? That's a great question. Because um, it's owned by, is it um, Pandora? So if I go to Stitcher.com, it redirects me to the Stitcher site for the love of podcasts. This apps and web listing will be shut down on August 29th. Okay, so we've got 10 days. Check out our farewell FAQ. So, um, but yeah. they. So it's, no, it's not shut down yet. Yeah. But it's going to, yeah. But you might as well, number one, notify your audience because 
Like we know that because we're podcast nerds, but the general public may not. You know, I w- one would assume, but here again, you know what they say about assuming. But they did. They definitely sent out an email because I got it saying, "Hey, yeah. we're going away." But that kind of assumes that I don't know. People read, and um, they don't. Unfortunately, they get a lot of email, so that's always fun. Uh, there you go, and and we're uh, there. You go. This is even better. This, this is probably going to end up being the show title now. <laughs> Wall of Goose Eggs on Fire. Uh, um, yeah, so that would be uh, very fun. Um, yeah, uh, if you're going to Podcast Movement, I'll be at the Libsyn booth. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hanging out with Scott Johnson. That'll be fun. When what is that? that? Is that over the weekend? Are we going to miss the show? That is that is next week. That is a great question. When does Dave get back? I think I get back just in time to do the show. I fly back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't have my flight on. This is something I should have looked up earlier. Okay, I fly home on Thursday. So, yeah, we'll be back next week. I'll okay. just be tired. It'll be fun. But... Uh, It'd be great. So let's go. Oh, here's one from um, our good buddy Shane, which is why he's also going to be featured later. Uh, he's got an opportunity to go live in Europe for three months. How cool is that? Nice. Um, and he's keen to continuing podcasting whilst on the road. How very, you know, if you don't know Shane, he's, he's British. So the fact that he said whilst is, it's so Shane. Um, he has a budget. Now, this is cool. He's got a budget. He's saying five to six K. He's an Apple user. And what kind of what kind of kit should I buy? Bear in mind, I'm looking for gear that's light, you know, that's light if possible. Currently, I have a SM7B. I have a Roadcaster. Uh, he uses Riverside or Zoom. Um, he has Dropbox. He edits on Hindenburg, although I may switch to Audition. And he's got an iMac. Uh, he also has uh, a couple ATR 2100s, and this is this is a crime in my book. Well, actually, when I think about it, he has a Zoom PodTrack B4 that's never been used, and technically, I don't use mine either. I always use my Roadcaster. But if I was traveling, I think I would bust out the P4. So he says, I think I might have the right gear, just unsure whether I should buy an iPad uh, Air or MacBook Pro and what size and spec. So when I hear those phrases, I'm thinking, and now, oh, he's been waiting for this. It's time for Jim to get his nerd on. Those kids are always so happy. They are. They're happy to hear me. Um, From a laptop perspective or from a Mac perspective, um, I'm not sure you can go wrong with, any of those for the price. So it it really, for, for you in this case, it's kind of what's your budget and and then will you be using this Mac for other things? If it's just going to be a, if you're taking it on the road, it's going to be a portable podcast thing. It, it, their, their lowest end, cheapest thing will do just fine (laughs) for you in that case. There's very little from a road being on the road standpoint, it won't do. Now, if you're going to bring it back and maybe do some video editing on it, that's, of course, video editing is, is the, you know, is what always takes the most. Well, okay, then then specs might start to matter at that point. So I think ask yourself the question, um, you know, ask yourself the question, what do you get use it for? To, to Coach Dave says that, but I was short on inputs. You can always use a dongle too, if you're going to, if, if you yeah. want to do it that way. But 
But um, definitely kind of think through your scenario and then say, what am I going to be using it mostly for? Um, in in with a lot of those, they're they're pretty. I mean, it's it's tough to get an underpowered Mac, it's a new one at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um this this may be our last episode using Streamyard. I have oh, uh, it isn't so, Dave. Uh, and again, Streamyard is not a bad. I'm not doing this because I have any problem with Streamyard. In fact, if you're on a PC, I would highly recommend that you use Streamyard if you're going to be doing live streaming. However. Now that I used to, I, it's just one of those things where I, it's, uh, have you ever heard the story about the jumping bean that was in a jar and it would hit the lid and eventually it only jumped, jumped so high because it, it didn't want to hit the lid. And then you could actually take the lid off and the jumping bean or not the jumping bean, some sort of jumping spider, whatever. And this thing had trained itself not to jump so high. So I had told myself for so long that, you know, well, Ecamm's not for me. I don't have a Mac. And then I bought a Mac and I, never dawned on me. I, I can, I can use Ecamm live now. And I downloaded it and I installed it. And there was a part of me that actually had like the angels in the back. Like, oh, and not that it does anything more than StreamYard does. It's just, I, I explained to people, it's like icing on the cake. It's like, you know, you like icing on your cake. They just added a little more. Like I could go in and, and reshape how our video looks. I could have all the scrolling stuff. But it's just, it's hard to explain. It's just smooth. There's a little bit, it's like butter kind of thing going on. And I believe it's a little cheaper than StreamYard. And so you can do all the separate audio, uh, all that fun stuff. So, and and I'm going to pat myself on the back. I was going to run with scissors this morning because I'm about... I'm about 85% sure I could have done a live show today. I've, I've set up some scenes I, I interviewed myself this week where I joined via laptop, but I was just like, you know, uh, let's just do another test drive with uh, Ecamm before I, I take it live. But it is, it's pretty sweet. So that's another advantage of where in uh, we can talk about Descript and, and Squadcast here in a second, but it's for recording interviews and such. It's really cool. It's just, I have yet to find anything. And since we got Jeff in the chat room and Chris, they're both big Ecamm users, um, the only thing I've I've not seen yet that I can do in StreamYard is the ability for Jim to put chat stuff on the screen. And my guess is there's probably somewhere in um, Ecamm that I can like add a team member or something like that. Because that's what I did in StreamYard. You're, you're now part of my team on yeah, StreamYard. I'm, I'm on your team. Yeah. So it's... Uh, so it's it's hardware based where StreamYard is web based, but again, I'm not, you know, if I switch, it's not because I have a problem with StreamYard. They've been great. I, there is one big difference that I go, oh, that'll be cool. With the StreamYard affiliate program, you get paid in StreamYard credits, and I've always kind of like, womp, 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 you know, like great, you know. And I've seen, I have referred many people to StreamYard. And I think my last bill was, there was a chunk of it that was paid in affiliate income, but I, I kind of like cash that I can, I don't know, buy groceries with and things like that. Um, so now here's the thing. Um, DR says, and I actually, I, there's an episode coming out. She says, please come into my non-Apple world. And here's the thing why I'm glad they don't do that. Even though for years I was like, um, you know, I wish they would come to a PC, but think about this. Uh, 
it's a community, right? When you niche down a podcast and you you're doing a show about whatever electric blues music, right? You know, I don't have to talk about, you know, blind lemon peel Johnson from 1924. That's not my niche. I'm here to talk about electric blues. We're going to talk a little Gary Moore, a little Joe Bonamassa, right? I've got that. And so because they're only developing on what platform, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, when I was in the, their Facebook group is amazing. And I went in and, and somebody said, Hey, something, something ran out of ports. We just talked about that. And this guy put a recommendation for this hardware thing. And my knee jerk reaction was like, Oh, I better make sure that's Mac compatible. And then I was like, duh, this is a Facebook full of people, a Facebook group full of people that are all on Macs because if you're on, if you're using Ecamm, you got a Mac. And I was like, that's kind of cool. So as much as I I feel your pain, DR, that it'd be great if it was on a PC, I see the advantage of, hey, this is what we do. This is what we do well. And we're just going to focus on this. And, you know, if if you really, really want this, if, if we're that good, go buy a Mac mini, it's 600 bucks and, and you're good to go. So um, it's from what I, yeah, Chris says, yeah, that's, that's never going to happen. So um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. So that's, that's one advantage of, you know, when we talk about niching down, one of the things you have to figure out is who is my audience. Mm-hmm. And if you can't figure that out, well then start identifying who is not my audience and that will help skim things down. So in their case, they're like, yeah, that PC user, not my target audience. And it just makes things easier. So yeah, Jeff said, and this is how you, you know, you look at your, your spouse and you go, honey, I have to buy a new computer so I can have those ISO video tracks. Yeah. And they go, Oh, you nerd. Okay. Whatever. Right. That's uh, that's uh, listen, Apple, (laughs) I never thought I'd say this. They're kind of affordable. Like, they used to be the really high end, super expensive, like, and there are actually some, and when you think about what you're doing with these, um, you know, you can go on the PC's got some cheap options, right? Right. But they're never any, they're never very good. I mean, I think we've learned with, you know, six or seven years ago with the netbook debacle that we had. And then anytime you buy a cheap PC, yeah. Will it work? Yeah, but it's always you buy it and then it's like, well, I want to do this. And you're like, well, you kind of you don't have enough memory or uh, I want to do this. Well, your, your CPU really can't support that or won't do it well. And you then you just end up getting frustrated with low end hardware. And uh, you know, listen, I'm a Windows guy. I, I had a Windows podcast. I've I've spent a lot of time in that area. I do think we just we live in an era if you're going to do long-term podcasting, it's worth thinking about having both. I'm not a either or, I'm both and. I think you need both in a lot of cases to be able, there's some things to, you know, there, it's like, a, a, they're like two different tools. And so I, I think it's worth the investment. I, I went the Mac mini route and I will probably, when they come out with the M3 chip, whenever that is, and introduce that Mac mini, I'll probably trade in my M1 and move up to the M3 and have those. On the same in the same token, I've got a really nice Windows um, computer that I built uh, that does that I have for my Windows stuff. So I just for me, it's a tool. It's not a religion, you know. And I, I think you got to have both. Yeah, and when 
I mean, you can obviously for years, I didn't have a Mac, so you can get by without one. Sure. But sure. what I, what I tend to, like you said, shy away from is I want to podcast on my iPod, my iPod. How old am I? My iPad. Um, or somebody actually asked, uh, they had a Chromebook and I know Chromebooks are used a lot in schools and things like that. But I'm just kind of like, mm, that That just seems to me like, hey, I mean, they, they said, hey, what kind of software uh, do I need for podcasting? And does it work on a Chromebook? I wish to start a podcast. What kind of software do I need to edit uh, the sound, cut and paste, add soundtrack, sound effects? Would love a cloud-based service using a Chromebook. I know of Adillo, uh, which is, uh, oh, yep, the guy from Scotland. Mm-hmm. Colin, Colin Gray. Uh, it's also based on the most popular entry-level mics. Are they compatible? And so when I just see this, we're trying to plug a mic into a Chromebook and things like that. I'm like, you know, is there any chance you have any other computer? Because you really don't need, unless you're doing video, you really don't need that beefy of a machine to run Audacity and plug a Q2U into it. So that's, you know, basically I know I just said, yeah, what Jim said. You know, try, try <laughs> get, but you know, well, there uh, are some expensive Chromebooks, and if you're going to go 100% web based, the, the microphone question is a good one. I don't know what controls or what codexes or what are what's available on a Chromebook. The the typically the Chromebooks, the early Chromebooks, were the absolute cheapest things on the planet. I mean, it was they were awful. Their specs were terrible. They were kind of designed to get beat up for two years and then and then rotated, right? I mean, they were really designed for the classroom. There are some higher-end Chromebooks. I'm not hearing about people talking about Chromebooks anymore. Like, it, it is kind of dry. I know the, the, the schools are still using them. Yeah. I don't hear any professionals talking about Chromebooks and buying those. And so I think that's kind of flushed out of the market. I think, and it, could you? Yes. Is that community super small? Yes, to yeah. be able to get help or whatever, you know, those kinds of things. So could you probably, you could probably cobble it together to make it work if it's if you're going to go web-based. I mean, StreamYard works web-based. If you can get the camera and the microphone working on on a, on a Chromebook, yeah, you'd be fine. Um, getting help with it and, you know, some of those yeah. kinds of things. And then the, the question, <laughs> the, the equipment, right? So I can see a lot of people going, I have a problem with my podcast and people going, oh, I can help. What's, what's the deal? And they go, okay, I'm using a Chromebook and just seeing that person go, oh, ooh, uh, yeah. So uh, well, ooh. yeah. What, yeah. Like I said, the, the, the most robust recording editing tool I know of for podcasting is Adillo. Um, and it's a U D I L O I L O if I remember right.com. Um, yeah. And Chris says getting a Chromebook uh, and trying to do a podcast is like buying a dune buggy and trying to figure out how to make it road ready. Yeah. It's just, just, it's, you're painting with peanut butter. More like a moped on the interstate. Like that's uh, the, right. I mean, it's just, can you do it? Could you get out there and run that thing full blast. I did yeah. that once. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a moped. We all, we all have, Dave. All I have. had a moped that would do almost 40 miles an hour. Yeah. And yeah. that is, I think, the minimum speed you can go on the freeway. This is back when, you know, well, they yeah. still are 55. And, uh, man, I went one exit and I was like, never doing that again. It was just, you're just asking to get creamed on that. So, uh, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be my suggestion using a Chromebook 
or now there's some cool stuff. Look, don't uh, I um I bought some I I replaced I should say. I had the DJI mics and I sold them and I got these on eBay, the Rode Wireless 2 uh microphones and I'm not going to do it now, but you, you I got the two pack. So there's this and then there's a transmitter and you just clip them on your they're, the only thing I, I miss about the DJI had the cool thing where the, the bracket was metal and it had this really strong magnet. You could just put the magnet on the inside and you could yeah. put it wherever. Yeah. This, you kind of got to clip. And they're definitely, it's about mm, 1.8 size, the, the size of the other one. So it's a little bigger and people are like, why do you have that weird square thing on your shirt? Um, but what's cool is you can now, Rode has an app that I can if I wanted to do interviews, a podcast movement, I clip me and you uh, tie the, the receiver into my phone, which is easy. I think that even works maybe via Bluetooth. It's pretty slick. And I can click a button and do this, and it'll use my back camera to record you and the front camera to record me, separate tracks. It's actually pretty slick. And I updated my roadcaster uh, again, running with scissors, to the beta. And I can actually, it sh- the, the wireless mic shows up in the roadcaster, which is pretty slick. So if I want to do YouTube videos and just clip on my mic, it's good to go. There is one bug in the beta that I found so far. And that is every morning I wake up, I've got it set. Cause I'm, I still just haven't taken it off. I'm still using the, uh, the road pod mic USB. And every morning I have to switch to another mic and then go back. It's like, it just, it's a weird buggy thing like that. So, uh, yeah, so that's uh, there's some fun things you can do with your phone is where I was going with that. I don't want to say you, you can't do that, but I just don't know that I would then try to edit my podcast on a phone. That that would be a little uh, crazy and, and drive me nuts on that. So uh, the next question we have is, um, yeah, let, let's see if you come up to this uh, same conclusion here. Does this help if I share these on the screen? Does that is that? Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah, you, you can see what I'm seeing. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and what I'm using is Podcast Studio Pro to kind of get these notes in here. And I just put this, everybody's doing it. So Shea says, uh, uh, she says, honest, this is where, here we go. Uh, we're thinking of moving to Riverside, but then bam, and we'll talk about this in a second. Squadcast is now included in my description subscription. Now I need to decide if it's worth the move. I like that Squadcast has a unique link for guests and it's now included with Descript, but so many people are moving to Riverside as they seem to be working hard to improve their product. And for me, my knee-jerk reaction was I would not make decisions about my show based on, well, everybody's doing it, man. And I was just like, I I personally have... uh, not had great experiences with Riverside. I was on a show a couple weeks ago and in the middle of the recording and I'm the guest, it says your file has been uploaded. And I'm like, uh, we're in the middle of the episode. It's not time to upload the episode. And I said, Hey, um, did you, did you see the message? And he's like, ah, it's just Riverside being Riverside. And I was like, that's, that's not good. And I know they, they got a boatload of money, which is why you hear them advertised in many, many shows. Um, but that isn't, and I'm not saying they're bad. I know people that, that use Riverside and absolutely love it. I've used Squadcast for years. I didn't know I've used Squadcast for years as an audio tool. I've never used it for video. And I know a few people that use it for video and go, I 
And I'm like, well, again, that's not really their their strong suit, but uh, it's it's maybe not a hundred a little drift issue on occasion, maybe possibly on the squad cast side. And I've heard that on Riverside. So I think all of these, you know, that's again going back to ecam. It's hardware based, and they even have a thing if there is drift, you can go in and say, hey, like offset the guest by like two seconds or that'd be a horrible drift. But anyway, you can, you can manually yeah. go in and just tell it that. So um, I, I think you- folks got to do Dave, what you're doing with Ecamm, which is stop asking the community and start just testing it yourself, right? Get in there, figure it out, mess with it. They got free trials. If they don't pay, pay a little bit for it, but get in there and try it because everybody's situation, the way everybody use it is so different. We argue back and forth about, this is better than no, a squad cast and Riverside and StreamYard. Get in there and um, get in there and try it out yourself. I mean, I just because the way you podcast is so different and, you know, it might be it, you, you might find some things that work for you or that don't work for you. Yeah. I, like I said, I know people that absolutely love Riverside and I, I think if there was a theme for today, that might be it. And that is what works for this person may not work for you. And I mean, you can always, and I think the key is to try it, you know? And so I had, um, I downloaded the, the demo of Ecamm live and I liked it. And I said, yeah, it's kind of a bummer because I got I want to make sure this is disclosed. Um, to make a long story short, they gave me an extended trial because I'm, I've already paid for a year worth of Streamyard. I'm like, I'm going to be paying for two tools. I'm like, eh. And so um, Jeff hooked me up and said, hey, can we kind of give that guy like maybe an extra month? Like, So that's very cool of them. And again, it's it comes down to relationships. Yeah. yeah. You know, and again, I, I am not, you know, if you're on a PC, StreamYard all the way. But it's uh, it's pretty fun so far. And like I said, I was I was really thinking of running with scissors this morning. And I was like, you know, I, I, when I interviewed Jeff on my show, one of the things he did was he practiced and I was like, I did one practice and it was fine, but let's, let's do another. We're not quite ready for, for prime time uh, on that. Um, we did have somebody want to follow up. Oh, this sucks. Well, this is great. When Dave went to make a, uh, a marker on his roadcaster, I hit pause. Yes. <laughs> So, well, I guess we're using the StreamYard. We're audio. using the StreamYard audio today. Yeah, I was like, oh. I looked over and I was like, ah, dang it! Always a good, always a good backup. That's it. Uh, so um, the LinkedIn user is asking. That's what it says on the screen. I'm going to be living in the UK part time and podcasting. It's it's hot. Yeah, right. It's hot everywhere. Uh, are there any tips on doing my current podcast, but from the UK? Um, it's for me again. Um, unique places to promote it. Unless your show is about the UK, you know, that would be helpful. But one of the, for me, one of the beauties of uh, podcasting is the fact that you can do it from anywhere. So you don't have to, you know, I mean, I've podcasted from hotel rooms and, you know, am, am I missing something, Jim, there? You see any? No, you know, I think it's just the question you get all the time of like, Hey, I want to promote my podcast. Um, Am I missing anything? Right. Right. Are there any sites I should be going to or any ways I should be doing it or things that I, you know, in, in the, you know, the real question in this is kind of the, 
what's your niche, right? What's the topic? What are you doing with it? Where are those people? And yeah. how do you get in front of those people? That's the question. It's never about the platform. It's always about the purpose of getting out in front of people. How do I get this exposed to someone so they'll actually give it a listen? And, and the, depending on your audience, those groups are all different. Like you, you just, you know, you don't and, and, you know, the demographics are different. Like my, my tech show demographic is so old in a lot of ways. Like some of the, if I go on TikTok, I'm not going to find those guys there. <laughs> you know, it's just, this. It's, no. that's not going to be a place. But then, you know, I talk to all my, you know, counterparts at work uh, who are younger than me and they're like, oh, you can't miss TikTok. And I'm like, well, maybe I can for this, for this kind of thing, right? So I think you got to do some, you got to do some hard looking of where, where's your audience at. Listen, I think as I, as I, for the podcasters that I listen to, the ones that have been the most successful are the ones who've been doing it for a while and actually meet their listeners. I think that's a key. Like you, you can't, you can't miss that. You got to find some way to meet the people who are listening to what you're doing. Dave, in this case, next week, podcast movement, you're going to meet a whole bunch of people. We're kind of back to meeting in person again. And, yeah. and that game is back on again. When you meet somebody that way, it changes everything. And, and I just think, whether it's through meetups or events or some of those kinds of things, man, that is powerful when you can find a way to get face-to-face -face with your listeners. Oh, it's, it's huge. I always say, when you can tell me the eye color of your audience, you're doing something right. Right. And, and for the record, I'm not that tall. I'm 6'1", but I, I have had people go, you sounded shorter. And I'm you, like, how, you, how do you sound you do. short? You do. I uh, when I first met you, you're a little bit taller than I am, and I expected, I like five eight, five nine is kind of kind of what I expect you to be. And it, people say to me like, "Oh, you're a little taller." Maybe it's our camera angles that we have. That's it. Yeah, know. we um one of the members of the school of podcasting does a show called Practical Prepping, and he has this cool line. He's like, "We're not about bunkers and Bigfoot and something else, zombies. It's like it's all about what happens because they live in uh, I think it's Mississippi." And so, you know, hurricanes come in there and uh, what do you do when the power is going to be out for the next, you know, 72 hours? Yeah. So it's about that kind of prepping. And, and he was talking about, we we're kind of having this discussion and somebody asked a really good question. Where do you go to get that information? So for me, like, where do I go to get podcast information? Well, maybe that's, if there's an opportunity, maybe that's where you promote it. So for example, uh, I get a lot of my news from Pod News, uh, good old James Cridlin at podnews.net. So probably once a month, I will uh, buy an ad in podnews.net. Now I track that to see if it's worth my money. Uh, I hang out in a lot of Facebook groups. Uh, I was in Reddit this morning, things like that. And now, unfortunately, all of those places, you can't self-promote. But there are some Facebook groups. Uh, I know I'm part of the Nashville Podcasters Meetup. And they do a thing every Friday. Hey, put your latest episode here. And I do that. Now, does that bring me 10,000 downloads? Nope. But it also, you know, it took me four seconds to promote it. And if it gets me one listener, that's one more than I had last week. I mentioned earlier, I've been studying Mr. Beast. And somebody did a really good job of taking all of his, his YouTube advice and combining it into one video. And he said, just start. He's like, just start. He goes, because I'm going to tell you something, 
you think your videos are great and they're not. He goes, so he goes, I look at back at my videos. I thought they were phenomenal. They're awful. And he's like, but he goes, every video I look at it and he goes, I, he studies his analytics. This is a guy that is somewhat obsessive. Like when you hear him talk, but on the other hand, he's making millions of dollars on a YouTube channel, but like he comes up with the title before he even picks up a camera and he has the thumbnail in his head and all this other stuff. And he said, but what I did was with every video, what can I do better? And that might be, it's not always gear, it's camera angles, but he's, his goal is to make his, his next video better than his last one. And that's really kind of what it boils down to. And, you know, if you keep doing that, you end up with hopefully a, a decent show, but uh, he's an interesting guy, but he's, he's uh, one of the things I might do is go back and look at your titles. Cause again, they see you before they, they hear you and look at your titles and ask yourself, does that make me want to click? And if it doesn't change the title and people are like, wait, you can do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can just go into your media host and change it. Now you might want to, you know, you could change it on your web. That's the fun thing when, you know, you have a website, you can have a completely different title on your website than the one that's going on your app. You know, but uh, he's a tweaker and he's, he said he's, he's gone into videos that he didn't think were performing that well. And he'll update the thumbnail and the title and they start taking off. So uh, we're, we, we have another note here from our LinkedIn user. She says I was, he or she was, uh, I was thinking of doing a UK specific version. It's a travel lifestyle. Well, yeah. Well, what you want to do with that is, uh, oops, get some stickers made that say, like as featured on name of your podcast with your website under it. And then when you go to, you know, whatever pub that you're going to talk about, et cetera, et cetera, ask them like, Hey, you know, can I put this on? Maybe it's a sticker for the window. Can we put this on your window as featured? And some of them may say yes. And, you know, you can give them the sticker. Uh, if you want to be a little more forceful, you can forceful for it. Anyway, uh, you could say, can I put it on the window for you? to make sure it actually makes it to the window. Uh, so that's, that's that. Now that again is, you know, a niche. So you got to find people that, that like to travel. The good news is those people have money. So uh, that might be a way to get a sponsor for, do people use travel agents? I mean, you, we've got the I internet. Think some do. I think yeah. Some people do. Yeah. So you might find a, a, something that fits in with travel to either be an affiliate of or something of that to, uh, to do that, but, uh, you know, um, Dave is having issues with his WordPress site. So our, our chat room today is, is all talking about that. His problem is it's, his post is published. It's set to public, but it's not showing up on his website. And the one thing that I've noticed since I've been using PodPage so much, my WordPress skills are dusty. I was, uh, <laughs> I've been yeah. playing with a couple mm -hmm. plugins and stuff and, uh, you know, it's hmm. So yeah, Coach Dave has a great question here in terms of local stuff, and he goes, uh, he goes, I'm a ham operator. It's not about the radio. It's about the network you build with it. Absolutely. Same thing with your podcast. You know, and a ham radio reaches. Do those are those global? I'm I'm not a ham person. Um, well, I mean, it could be. It just depends. It depends on the power that you have. They they'll skip 
to get farther and farther. Like they can, they can uh, connect to, it's not really what that's called, but they can connect to repeaters that can allow that to go farther and farther. The, the previous host, Mike Weger on Home Gadget Geeks was a ham radio guy. So we talk about that from time to time. Some cool stuff you could do with it. He, but you're, you're exactly right. He did it for community. He loved to see how far he could get, you know, how far could he talk to someone in another location? And then with his kids, he put up a map and they started marking the different spots in the world that they had, they had made a connection with. Right. And there's all kinds of cool things, even uh, in the ham space, there's all kinds of cool things that happen locally where ham operators get together. They may do some things. They, 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 that's beyond what I know on the technology on the ham radio stuff, but you can put a ham, you can put a ham radio in your vehicle and they go, they, they, yeah. they go out and do things. Yeah. So it, it is, it's a cool community and I bet there's bunches of ham radio podcasts of people just talking about it. Right? Oh, um, oh, I can see he has like, he has a whole trailer full of kids. Um, his wife had cancer. Ham radio. It was uh, ham radio. Three sixty was his podcast. It was really successful, mm-hmm. uh, and he decided to I don't know have a life and enjoy his kids and mm-hmm. other things. Oh, I can see his. I cannot. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, but the yeah, that, get it. The chat. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I don't even know if ham radio three sixty is around. We have never tried to share a YouTube video. I don't know if this is even possible because I'm thinking about it now. How are you going to hear the audio? Uh, it'll get when you go to share it. It'll say include the audio in the in the button. Because because as we're kind of talking about, hey, we should do what everybody else is doing. So I'm going to share my screen. Don't show these tips again. Got it. Share my screen. I'm not seeing. Oh, share the audio tab. Beautiful. Okay, so this is Joe Polizzi on the Supercast channel, and he was talking about. Hey, maybe you shouldn't be everything to everyone. And uh, hopefully, let me know if you can hear this, Jim. Yeah, so, you know, if you check that content tilt area, that's a differentiational area where you can break through all the clutter and competition out there. You have to have a point of view. You have to have some kind of a hook. And then you pick your platform. Um, First of all, it should be one. It shouldn't be multiple ones. It doesn't mean that you can't be, let's say you have a podcast and you want to be also on YouTube or Twitch. You, you can absolutely do that. You can use those as magnets to generate back to your podcast. But what we found in all the research that we did this year and all the case studies in the Content Inc. book is you, the ones that make it focus on one thing. They are a podcaster. They are a YouTuber. They are a writer. Those things are for first and foremost, and what we see a lot of content entrepreneurs doing that are failing is they get into everything at one time. It's like, oh, I have to be everywhere my audience is at online. I'm like, no, you don't. You actually shouldn't. You have to make good trade-offs. My friend Wally Koval created a site, Accidentally Wes Anderson. It's an Instagram site. It's got 1.5 million followers. He made the decision that he was not going to be on Twitter and focus all of his attention on Instagram because he felt if he split his attention between Twitter and Instagram, he couldn't build an audience. And it's probably right. So you go to his Twitter page, there's nothing. But you go to Instagram, accidentally Wes Anderson has 1.5 million followers and they're successful. He's going to be a multimillionaire pretty soon. Those things are working. So the base generally from start to, you know, you're looking at between nine and 15 months 
of work that it takes to find your voice, to find your audience, to figure out where you are the leading informational expert in the world, to deliver consistently over a long period of time. With us at Content Marketing Institute, generally 2008 was when we started 22 months of blogging. And we had a blog and an e-newsletter, and that's basically all we did until we built our minimum viable audience, which was 10,000 email subscribers. That was the goal to hit before we really got to serious monetization. But it takes so long, and this is where you all the people are cleared out that don't make it. These are all the hobbyists. These are all the ones that don't have the patience, that don't have the grit, that don't put away enough money so that they can make it in the meantime because it takes so long to build this business. So I always say, you know, if you're only planning on seeing if this is going to work after three or six months, don't even do it. <laughs> oh, so I found that interesting. Um, it makes sense. No. In a way, you know, do find out what works for you and do it. Kind of what we were talking about before. Yeah. I don't know. Thoughts it, on that? Yeah, it supports what we were saying. I think, you know, history is always written by the victors, right? And mm. I think sometimes in content marketing, when we find people like Joe and others who have been successful and then we ask them what they did, then it, and they say, oh, well, you got to do these things, whatever that is. Well, were they successful because they did those things? Or was were there was there were there other you know were there other factors involved that allowed them to be successful in that way right that uh, intangibles that you and I don't have uh, it, the most obvious example Joe Rogan right mm. Joe we don't have the pedigree of Joe Rogan so we can do exactly John Lee Dumas is another one you mentioned him earlier we don't have the pedigree of John Lee Dumas right. Um, and so it's, I think it's, I think you have to be careful with this formulaic methods of, you know, it, uh, like Joe was saying, focus on this, do this, do these things, take the time. Then always the mistake is, and then you'll be successful. Well, then you'll have a shot at being, at being successful, successful, right? Because the ones who didn't make it, aren't invited to talk on other people's podcasts or they're not invited to be an authority because people go, well, what did you do? I bet for every one person that's successful, there's 99 who did the exact same things and didn't make it to that level of success. Right. And so I, I just, I'm always real cautious just to make sure people understand like, yes, you have to do those things. You have to be prepared. You have to do the work. You have to, to be, to win the game, you got to be in the game, but following somebody else's model or even following your own model may not guarantee the level of success that you want. And so, I, you know, I always say, give it a try and pivot quickly. If it's not working and you don't like it, do something different. But I, I just, I don't want us to get stuck in this model of, well, I did all those things and I still didn't get any listeners or whatever, the number that I wanted. And you're like, well, welcome to the 99. You know, <laughs> well, and that's why we always say that, you know, um, you, you got to have that passion when you first start out. Cause like he said, yeah, yeah, when yeah. you, when you're first starting out, uh, somebody had asked, who is that guy? I, I really like, he's the one guy I cannot get to come on any of my shows. I, I'm not sure, I, I, you know. But for whatever, his name is Joe Polizzi. Um, he's the author of Content Inc., which is now in a new and updated version. And the other thing he is known for 
is, uh, and it's one of the few non-podcasting related uh, newsletters that I read. And in true Joe f- fashion, he just sold this. Or, or no, he didn't. He he had. Uh, I want to say Lulu. Yeah, because it's not Hulu. That's the TV thing. I think it's Lulu is a book uh, publishing company. And he has been using them as a sponsor for this thing he does called The Tilt. And The Tilt is a newsletter for professional content creators. You heard him talk about content entrepreneurs. That's kind of his little jam. It's not just content creators, content creators that want to make money. And that's where if you ever hear me talk about they interviewed 1,400 entrepreneurs, and the number one way they made money was they were selling their own products and services. Mm-hmm. So all the links to those out at, uh, oh, you know what? Did I do it again? No, I just didn't change it out yet. Because today, if, you, if you're looking at the uh, video right now, it says, oh, and I'm on the wrong machine. Never mind. Today's episode 450. Of Ask the Podcast Coach. <laughs> the uh, the graphic for that is on my Mac and I'm on my PC. I just like, blur ah, it out on the YouTube video. That's it. Put a little, little circle shirt. around it. Yeah. And blur it now, out. see, if I was using Ecamm, I could change that, you know, right now. But uh, you, you could change it on the flying streamer. I could. That's true. Mm-hmm. I just, it's not in a place. I'm not going to go through the hassle no, of no, copying no. it to my Dropbox and then holding it. Now, wouldn't it be great if you had, they would give you separate video files that had all the different video layers in it and then you could replace a video? I'm kind of joking. Oh, man. That would be, yeah. Kind of joking because we talk about that on the audio side all the time. And sometimes I wonder, you know, like, do you really need that? And people yeah. are screaming at me right now. Yes, I need that kind of control. And you're like, ah, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you do or not, but it, it we we certainly can make this a little too complicated. Sometimes. Yeah, but going back to kind of the point yeah. you were making, we yeah. can't do exactly what Mr. Beast does and expect to be the next Mr. Beast. In fact, he said that in one of these videos, he was like, "Let me inspire you." He goes, but he goes, I've seen people that like, oh, he got a million views on that, and they will do the same video, and it's like, yeah, um, you're not Mr. Beast. Like that's yeah. Yeah. no right on. You know what I hear too lately? This has been weird. Um, so it, we, we always say the, the current, the current uh, advice is, you know, go make, make quick things, whatever it is, quick yeah. videos. People don't have the attention span anymore. So they won't listen beyond 15 minutes. And I think a, half a dozen times in the last couple of weeks, somebody say, Hey, have you listened to this podcast? And, and I'll be like, no, I haven't heard of it. And they're like, well, let me do It's super long. It's like two hours. And, right. and what, what I'm actually finding is it does, that doesn't matter, at least uh, for the people who've been talking to me, if the content is what they're looking for, it doesn't matter how long it is. If it's interesting and they like it, they'll listen to as much content as you can give them. And so I, I, I th- that's another one of these common, you know, we're always talking about this common wisdom or oh, whatever. And it's like, and oh, the you goldfish, to, you got to yeah. bring up the goldfish. Right, you know, we have the right. attention span of a goldfish. I wish I could remember what, it, but I looked into that and it was a, it was a sub note of a report from Microsoft that was in a, like, it is so, but it got repeated so many times. It's absolutely not true uh, for the record. And I always say, look, if we have short attention spans, why does the word binge exist? Exactly. No, right on, right on. I mean, you exactly. know, yeah. If if yeah. Uh, I just watched the jury on Amazon Prime, and it's a very weird show. Like that's half the reason I liked it because it was just weird. Um, 
and I can't talk about it because it's got a really cool ending, but I went through that thing in like two days because it was just every lunch. It'd be like, and every time there was one was done, I'm like, all right, I'll watch one more. We've yeah. all been there, right? I'll watch one more. No, right watch on. One. If you like it, Jim Harold says uh, that his campfire show, I can't find my mouse. His campfire show is 90 minutes and it's never gotten a complaint. Well, sometimes too, the longer, so, so say you have a long play show like this. You shake out all the people who don't want to listen to it for that long, right? Well, or the or you can you can always they can always listen to less, but if you don't make more, they can't listen to more. So there's this, you know, hey, I'll catch the first thirty minutes. That's all I have time for. Well, that's awesome. They're still going to listen for the first thirty minutes, but for those that want an hour and a half, if you've only gone thirty minutes, that's all they got. You can't give them any more. It's like you know, cutting a piece of wood. You can't make it any longer. Right. You've got it. I so. I have yet to listen to Dan Carlin's hardcore history. I know people that say, even if you don't love history, you gotta listen to it's so good. And I know it's good. Uh, I've seen his numbers, it's very good, apparently. But when I see that an episode is four and a half hours, I'm like, okay, so the guy put out an audiobook, basically. Yeah, yeah but aren't you tempted in some cases? And I listen to a couple yeah. podcasts that are a couple hours. And sometimes I only listen to the first half hour of it. And and if I don't get back to it, well, it gets deleted and I listen for the next yeah. week. I mean, you know, that's for me, it gets as a podcast listener it gives me more options if they're longer than if they're shorter. Yeah. Now, I, did, I didn't like Mike Rose attempt to go longer. No. <laughs> he was short and then he went long and I didn't like I didn't appreciate the long. But guess what? I voted with my download. Right. I stopped. listening. That was it. I haven't yeah. gone back. I love that was my shower show. Um, and then he got replaced by Gary Arts, everything everywhere show, because his are always like 10 minutes mm -hmm. or less. And I'm like, that was a great shower show. Um, Chris has a great point here. I constantly hear other podcasters try and pivot their content because, well, Joe Rogan does this or Mr. Beast does that. Uh, those guys are taken success. I love this line. Success leaves clues. Uh, but blaze your own trail. So see what works for them. Try it. See if it works for your audience, because it may not. You know, Coach Dave says, I like the idea of using others' experience, good and bad, as navigation beacons, but I blaze my own path. And when you blaze your own path, one of the beautiful things, uh, kids gather around. There was this guy named Jimi Hendrix back in the 60s. He's a really just phenomenal guitar player. And... Uh, before social media, he couldn't make it in America. He went to England and got in front of these guys named Ringo, John, Paul, and George, happened to see him in a club. And they're like, have you seen this guy? He's amazing. He plays with his teeth. And uh, But he he blended soul, and he, like, he played for Little Richard. He was Little Richard. So he had all these different blends of stuff and put it together and then distorted the crap out of it and made it really loud. And everybody's like, well, that's something I've never heard of. And then throw in the, uh, the presentation style. That is something I don't talk much about and I, I need to. And it's, it's a hard one, but if you think about it, because somebody was talking about, Hey, I've, I've got good content and I've got great gear. My show still isn't growing. And I was like, okay, what's left in that equation. And I was like, well, presentation, presentation style. So if we started off the show, you know, let's get ready to podcast. All right. Are you, you ready to do some podcasting? I'm Dave Jackson. 
we're gonna do you know that's just it's your unless and, that's you though dave unless like, that's you right like there's some comedians that have these deadpan methods right and they're super funny and they don't ever they're you know right. it, it, it's not like they're oh, crazy um, yeah what was that guy's name? Matt, I want to say Max Headroom, but that's not the right. No, one. it's um, uh, Stephen something, and he had yeah. the whole like I spilled I spilled spot remover on my dog, mm-hmm. and now I can't find him. Stephen yeah. Wright, yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't try to be something you're not because that won't work either. Yeah, but you, <laughs> yeah, right, good, exactly. So. <laughs> Uh-huh. So don't try to be something you're not, but just realize <laughs> there is something to presentation. And that's where, I mean, I listen to the radio uh, occasionally when I go to lunch and it's just, everybody's still talking like this and Hey, all right. Now, you know, <laughs> whoosh, 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 ding, whap, whoosh, all right, everybody. You know, my favorite thing is I'm listening to the show. I'm, you got me here. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to uh, Baskin and Phelps on 92.3 The Fan, everybody. All right. And what do I get when I tune into 92.3 The Fan? A commercial for the show I'm listening to. I'm like, it's you don't have to advertise. I am I am here. Do the show. All right, everybody. Um, so why does why does that sound like Harry Carey? That's Harry <laughs> Carey. Uh, uh, Cubs <laughs> win, everybody. Oh, that's, uh, here's I was thinking about this. This is what Dave thinks about before he goes to bed. All right. I'm in bed and I'm like, cause sports football's coming back. And I was like, why is sports popular? It's a bunch of billionaires who hire millionaires who are talked about by other millionaires on the radio. Uh, and, and the general public gets on the phone and goes, we need to fire the kicker. What are you talking about? and, everything everybody is saying has absolutely no bearing on the actual product. Like if I say fire the kicker, the coach could just go, now we're going to give him another shot, right? doesn't really make any difference, but I was, I was like, you know what it is? We're all tuning in to find out what happens next. Cause our kicker was a first round draft pick a couple years ago. And apparently he's got serious head issues and can't hit the side of a barn right now. Mm. And we're all like, so it's the story that yeah. goes in. Um, you know, I live in Cleveland, so we had the whole Deshaun or no. Yeah, well, you got a Watson. Baker Mayfield problem right now. Baker, Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, all sorts yeah, of do. stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I was like, that's why sports are popular. I mean, NASCAR is all about the story about how my granddad raised for three generations and I'm going to take that guy out on the curve. And it's all the stories I think are, well, are still- but for, for NASCAR, like just racing around a track, the same oh, yeah. direction wasn't enough. For three- <laughs> they had to add in. So they've got like playoffs and points and, you know, all kinds of things, you know, Cracker Jack uh, toys that you can get. I mean, they, they, they've added extra drama to get to the end of the season. Cause it used just to be about racing. Like, okay, who won this race? Great. But, but they've added an extra element of drama uh, to it. I've, you know what? I've watched some podcasters pivot like that, though, where they, um, you know, we, to, to kind of bring this full circle, um, I've watched some YouTubers. Now, again, I know, you know, you guys don't call that a podcast, but whatever. I've watched them. But they're a YouTuber. They're a content creator. I've watched some YouTubers whose content would be really, really good as a podcast as well. And it might be, some of it even might be. Recently, they've started getting together on the weekends and doing live episodes together across channels. And and they're engaging that audience, right? They're adding some extra things. And one of them, 
um, uh, the weekends became almost like a game or trivia night for their audience. And so they got together and did these, these games or these head to head competitions, right. And have been very, very successful with them by partnering with other podcasters in their space who could be their competition, but instead they're all friends. And so they're doing all these things together. So I, I think there's, you know, back to the community comment, I think the most powerful way to grow your podcast is to grow your community, find ways to engage them in interesting ways that keep them around. Here's, here's an interesting question. And I kind of like, Hmm, but there, we can talk about this. Uh, Coach Dave asks, is, is NASCAR, we'll just, we'll pick on NASCAR. I think he's joking though with that. Well, here's my thought though. There is a sport that was at one point, it was almost popular as popular, if not more than uh, football. Like NASCAR was rocking it, and everybody was, you know, Junior, Junior's my, Junior's my guy, you know. And they wanted to expand their their group. They're like, we need to get more. I, I, can we use? We'll use the urban word because that's what they do on media. They wanted a more urban audience, and so they started bringing in rappers and all sorts of other people, and that's fine and dandy, but. That audience that they had were not really fans of that kind of music, and, and I don't, I don't really think it's a race thing. They just weren't. Yeah. They wanted the, you know. And I know people that are like, and it's not a black white thing. It's a like I don't, you know, if they brought in a bunch of, you know, cellists, right? Let's throw some classical music in here. <laughs> they'd be like. I don't like that music either. Mm. You know, I want three chords yeah. and the truth, man. That's what I like. And so they're, they're keep putting things in front of their audience. And they're like, yeah, I, d- I don't want that. And then they're wondering why their audience is leaving. So I don't think that's a racist thing. It's just like, it's another example of trying to be everything to everyone. And that just doesn't work. Yeah. Well, they're they're Listen, the changes to their structure in NASCAR were, were particularly designed to get more um, sports radio. <laughs> like we need to get more talk longer through our season than we're currently getting. And the only way you get that is to create drama. And so NASCAR created an artificial drama by putting points, associating points with each of these races. And then there was this kind of, yeah, you know, this kind of, I want to say the playoffs, because that's not what they call it. But, and it just kind of created for them, it, it created a, a more of a sports feeling than, than they'd had before. Now they're yeah. pivoting, right? They, they're understanding like, hey, we're getting left. We're getting left. And to your point, we need to expand our audience a little bit, right? How do, how do we include, how do we be more inclusive? And how do we bring more into our sport? Because if they're spending money, they don't care who they are. They just want them to come right. in and spend money, right? <laughs> Get in here and do that. The NFL does a very, very good job of this in a lot of ways. So anyways, from a podcasting standpoint, you know, that there's a, there's a pivot uh, with NASCAR to, to say, hey, how do we... How do we get more people talking about NASCAR? Well, let's create some drama associated with it. So. Yeah. But speaking of people giving money, uh, we should take a second and yeah. say thank you to our awesome supporters. I am looking into Supercast. I found out that you have to sign up. Well, I already had one show. I had a private show for the School of Podcasting. and I tried to add another show. And because I started off private, it confused Supercast. And so they're hooking me up and and um, I just need to check their fees versus Patreon. But I'm just, the more I read up on Patreon, there's another one. 
if somebody said, I, I want to use Patreon, I wouldn't say, oh, it's horrible. I would just say there are better options in the same way that StreamYard isn't bad. If you got a Mac, there are better options. So um, thanks to all those people that support us. Uh, also, of course, this show is brought to you by the school of podcasting.com, everybody. Uh, <laughs> unlimited uh, one-on-one coaching along with courses and all that other stuff. Go to uh, school of podcasting.com slash coach. We'll take you there. And during the month of August, it's back to school, everyone. And August is more than half over. So hurry now. Um, limited supply. Okay, that's a lie. But uh, anyway, go back to school. I will give you, if you buy a year's worth of School of Podcasting, I will give you a free Samson Q2U. <clears throat> Our Spotlight Supporter of the Week is the one and only Shane Whaley. His show is EastGermanyPodcast.com. It's Radio GDR. And Shane, when we went to your website today, it redirected to something else. So I don't know if maybe you've You've put this show on the uh, the back burner, uh, but uh, I know we still have spybrary.com. It's another that's another passion project for for Shane. So Shane, thanks so much for your support. Uh, Ask the podcast coach runs on Podpage, uh, which I love. If you want to try it, that's my affiliate link. Go to trypodpage.com. And if you need more Jim Collison, and like who doesn't? It's easy, super easy. Put this into your browser and press enter. Put in theaverageguy.tv and that'll take you over there and you can check out Home Gadget Geeks. But thanks to everyone. And this is the thing that was interesting. I seriously hardly ever look at our stats and I'm like, I'm trying to get to 40 patrons. And then I saw we're after a month, we're getting 500. That used to be closer to like eight or nine. Um, I need to go and look at our stats, but I'm like, if we're getting, I forget how many actual patrons we have now, 30 something. And I go, if we're getting 500 downloads, I'm like, that's actually a pretty decent percentage. Because mm-hmm. I usually tell people it's, you know, if you're if you're lucky, you'll get 3%. I'm like, hmm. So, but uh, if you know somebody who has a a podcast, either A, just tell them to go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask and leave a question. Or have them, to, you know, tell them to download and listen to the back catalog. I, uh, Mark from, I was talking about him earlier, uh, practicalprepping.com. And he said, I was listening to your show and now I have homework. It's <laughs> like, so, so thanks for that. So, uh, and again, thanks to our awesome supporters. Uh, here is, um, oh, this is interesting. I'll have to share my screen again, but we're talking about being yourself and being authentic. And I, have you ever heard of a guy named, he said, waiting for the page to load Oliver Anthony, Anthony. Oliver Anthony, does that ring a bell at all? Uh, maybe. Okay, maybe. well, here's here's the fun thing. I'll put a link down here in the description. This is a guy that, if I understand this right, set up. Oh, yeah, I can put in links. Uh, the audience can't. But here's here's the fun thing about this. If I can get my screen to share. See, if I was on uh, Ecamm, I would just have a button right now i could click the one button and it would do the whole thing i want to do you're talking yourself into that ecamm all (laughs) day long (laughs) all right so uh here it is uh a guy with no connections in the music industry recording almost all of his songs on his phone uploaded his first songs 10 days ago he now holds the number one number two number four number nine 13 16 17 and 23 spots on uh itunes currently uh nobody but his family and his friends knew who Oliver Anthony was two weeks ago. Millions of people complain about the way things are, but the few who actually do something not only make deep impact, but also reap the benefits. So I went over 
and his this is a guy it's literally it sounds like he had his phone like i don't know if you put the phone in front of him it's not super high quality but what it is like i i came over listened to i've got to get sober um his his song titles are you know feeling purdy p-u-r-d-y good uh rich man's gold uh 90 some chevy between you and me and he, he taught he has a southern accent so long gone and when you listen to his stuff i uh i have a phrase i love to listen to people what i call sing blood so if you listen to helter skelter by uh the beatles if you listen to stay with me by bet midler these are people that are just uh, Dave Grohl on Monkey Wrench on by the Foo Fighters. There's just a part where they're they're screaming in key, but they're screaming. Now this guy's not screaming, but when he's talking about being broke and nothing's going right, you 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 know if I go Bill Clinton, I feel your pain. Uh-huh. You you feel his pain, and it's just a dude with a dobro guitar singing about being broke and nothing's going wrong and I hate my boss and blah, blah, but they're soup. It is literally the epitome of three chords and the truth. And I was like, huh, but, and I just like, what does that have to do with podcasting? Because so many people go, nobody will listen to me, but this guy might've thought that he put it out there and it resonated. And now he's got the, you know, half the, the chart is now this guy. Well, I do, I do know this. If he never would have put those things out there nobody would have ever heard them. Exactly. But does that mean (laughs) you do what he does and you, you see that kind of, this is a one, this is, this drives me crazy. These it's a unicorn. It is a complete, it's a, yeah, it's a unicorn in ever, like these happen once in a decade maybe where you see somebody who comes out of nowhere. I mean, think of like, uh, what was her name? Susan Boyle, who, who yeah. went on, right. Who went on whatever, whatever uh, show. Something's then, got talent. Yeah. And blew up, whatever, you know, you see these and maybe once in a decade is a little long. Maybe it's once every, maybe one a year. I don't know. But I do know this, like, I don't want to sound like a curmudgeon, like I don't ever happen to you. Oh. Right. I don't want to sound that way, but these, these are, these are really, really unusual. If you don't participate, you know, Susan Boyle was just going out doing what she loved to do, which was sing. And she took a chance when she could have gotten ridiculed for it. And it could have not taken off. If Listen, if Simon's face hadn't changed on that, and if he had said, no, nah, I'm not interested, we'd not, we wouldn't even be talking about this. So a lot of things, uh, a lot of things have to go right uh, for some of those, for some of those kinds of things to happen. But she hadn't taken a chance and followed a passion. Now, this is not the first time she was singing. There were, she had done some other albums before, right? She had been out that, that before. So if you're doing a podcast, I think, Dave, we talk about starting a podcast all the time. But if you're doing a podcast, I'm talk, I'm thinking about I me. Mean, I have 582 episodes. And sometimes I'm like, eh, do, do I need a 583rd? Yeah. You know, <laughs> do I? Well, has it? has it achieved monumental success in, you know, in being a number one tech podcast? No, I do know this. If I quit, it probably never will. So, right. you know, I think do it because you love to do it let the other, let the other things happen and work as hard as you want to on promotion and doing whatever you do work all the angles. If you feel like that's what you need to do, you may or may not be 
the you may or may not find the success that you think or you're hoping for from a big number standpoint. But do it because you love it. You know, that's let, it. That's let, where, that, uh, let that stuff take care of itself. Yeah. This next one comes from D Vader. Um, says breathing. Me, is, me, and is my co Darth Vader. Is that a secret? Secret. I just made that up, but it's kind of. (laughs) It says, uh, "Me and my co-host recorded our first episode of a podcast we're starting, and I noticed there were considerable breathing sounds (laughs) on the recording." (laughs) 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 What can be done to reduce this? Would a screen or pop filter reduce these sounds? Mm, Not breathing. Um, if it matters, we use two Audio Technica XLR mics while recording. Um, yeah, this was from Reddit. And oh my God, is this real? Is that real? That, that's like, real. It's, it's from okay. Reddit. All right. All so, right. Um, and I need to do that. So, I I do hear this. There are people that breathe loud. You know, it sounds like a Seinfeld uh, episode. Oh, he's a loud breather. But there are a couple of things you can do. Like I always say, get about three fingers away from the microphone. And I don't know how loud I'm. I'm, I'm talking a little louder than I normally would. Mm-hmm. So project, you know, and talk a little louder. And that, you know, should help. Maybe a noise gate. That, that can get tricky because then you end up with these weird, like you have a half a breath that gets caught off or something like that. But... I don't, the other thing to keep in mind is like, I just heard myself breathe, which is good. I like breathing. I've been doing it my whole life. It's kind of hard to stop, you know, but (laughs) we're, we're listening through headphones in a quiet room. And so we hear every breath and there may be times when it's not that like, go listen to your podcast where your audience listens to your podcast. I always upload my show I use Castomatic. You can do this in Overcast and Pocketcast. You can upload a file to their website and it'll show up in your app. And so I always listen to any most of my shows before I put them out live. And I'll go walk around the neighborhood because that's where my audience is. They're in their car. They're, they're not sitting in a quiet room smushing their headphones into their ears. So uh, that would be it. And then, I don't know, cardio? I'm not sure what else to to recommend there. It's like, huh. But I've I've heard it before, but I think the the easy solution is back away from the mic and talk louder. You know, you don't want to get too far because, you know, otherwise you got this situation where, okay, I'm talking louder now, Dave. Right. You know, but that's now now we sound you go from being in somebody's head to okay, you're in the room with them and that's not really what we're uh what we're looking for. So but uh have you ever run into that? I well I have had done this where you have somebody and it's not even a, a breathing problem. Maybe they breathe ever so slightly louder than, you know, the, the average breather. Right? But uh, you run it through a phonic and a phonic thinks the breathing is a word. Yeah. And that's where you get the whole. <sighs> okay, Dave, thanks for that's a good question. Uh, so that's where in some cases and you can make things worse sometimes with that if the audio is okay. But that's sometimes where I'll use a noise gate to tampen down the the breathing and then run it through Alphonic. And yeah, I I like Alphonic, but there have been times when I was like, wow, that was actually, you know. Worse. Made it worse. worse. Yeah. This show was that way for a while where it was picking up 
my breathing when I would be talking and I do that and it would amplify that sound. And it's just, you have to make the decision of, do I want to continue to try to run it through processing or should I leave it as it is? I haven't heard that in a while. So I think you've, whatever processes you were using, you were stopped. What, what I really can't figure out is if a robot could, you know, Darth Vader, if we're talking about D Vader, you know, got his arms and legs cut off and a robot could put arms and legs back on him where he could immediately stand back up, but we couldn't get a quiet breather. Like what, why was that? Yeah. It's a good point. (laughs) They're like, Hey, you know, I didn't, did he lose his arms and legs? Yeah. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi cut him off. Yeah. I hate when that happens. It's not a good, that's how you know, he's not a good friend. That's it. You know, it's just a flesh wound. It's uh, no, he, he, not only did he cut him off, but he left him in a volcano to die. Wow. You were supposed to be the one. Okay. That's shaming on the way out. Lots of things wrong with that scene there, but just can't figure out why he had the, why the breathing had to be so loud. I know why George Lucas did it. He wanted the ominous, you know, he wanted the ominous sound, but you'd think the technology would have been a little bit better. Yeah. Um, speaking of better, going back to, oh, did uh, I just spoil, I think I just spoiled some movies for some. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know Luke, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, this is a great quote. 80% perfect, uh, and shared with the world always changes more lives than a hundred percent perfect and stuck yeah. in your head. Yeah, that's good. Quote. That's, that's a, you know, that's actually enough words for me to put on a t-shirt because I'm somewhat famous for putting way too many words on a t-shirt. So, uh, that's, and I, I hear so many, I had a guy, he's finally podcasting now, but he would tell these stories. I go, dude, that was episode one. Why didn't you record that? And so, you know, yeah. So the other one I always hear when it comes to mouth noises are lip smacks. Mm-hmm. And if you're not sure what those are, that's it's where you're, I think your mouth is dry. And just when you open, it, you get a little, and those are fun to edit because they're really obvious. You have this sharp spike and, you know, you just cut that out and off you go. I have found that going through and bringing down the volume of breaths, that is, it's super easy and yet insanely time consuming. Mm-hmm. That That's one where you're like, do I really, do I, hmm, you know, it's like, uh, well, okay. So uh, let me see here. I did, I was editing a podcast for a while and I did remove the breathing and it does help, you know, you would go in there and you could, you'd start seeing it after a while, you know, and once you've done it, once you've edited that way, you can kind of predict as you're looking at the wave files, you can kind of predict there's a breath, there's a breath, there's a breath. The other thing I took out was the yeah. ums and ahs and, you knows and where it didn't, where it didn't fit. Sometimes it was hard to do that because it was blended in with another word. So it sounded more awkward to take it out. We just, we just kind of leave them in. But it is a better product if you can go in there, if you can take that. It takes an enormous amount of time, you know, to pull all of those out. Andreas says, I don't have much trouble with Alphonic. I just edit the audio, cut off the breathing and unrequired stuff and then run it through Alphonic. Yeah, most of the time it's I don't have a problem with it. The thing that I am not doing, especially today because I'm on a different computer is as I look over now. Yeah, I think Jim and I are pretty level. So it's, it's where I'm using it to really like a lot of times I'm not paying attention is in Jim is 
more loud than I am. So I'll do that. And that's where, or if Jim is, if I'm louder than Jim, then it'll raise him. And in the process, it'll catch his, uh, but catch no, it's, a, yeah, I, uh, I do like, I, I wish there was a way I haven't bought the thing. DR, you did. If you played with, uh, it's something like crystal sound or something like that. There was a thing on app sumo was like 40 bucks and I haven't bought it. And it looked interesting because I love Adobe enhance. It's free, but there's no settings. It's like you upload it, you get it down, and it sounds better. But if you're like, ooh, it got a little too aggressive, uh, there's no knob to turn it down. And this looked like it was that type of tool. But, uh, yeah, she said she did buy it. Did, is it is it thumbs up, thumbs down? I know I heard I had some people saying, yeah, she says it's not working for her yet. Yeah, I have, I've not heard rave reviews. I've heard a lot of people go, I don't hear any difference. So... That's always kind of uh, interesting. the The best way the best way to to save time editing is to record it right the first time. So, yeah, that's but that's another one of those things. All these tools don't ask what I mean. You can ask what other people's experiences have been just to get an idea. But it's really best if you just try them. Like get out there, that's like it. with Auphonic, take take some of your stuff and dump it in, and see how it does. Your equipment the way you do it, the cadence of your voice, the way you talk may influence the way it does. It's like Descript that all those things matter with Descript in, in the way it does its editing and the way it does its transcribing. So you got to give them a shot. Don't, don't take anybody's word on it and go buy stuff that you're like, Oh yeah, well, so-and-so recommends it. I mean, go try it, make sure you've done it a good test for, for you before you. Well, think how many people had high PR forties, because Leo Laporte had one. And how many people are still using that mic? Not that it's a bad mic again. Good mic. It's a good yeah. mic. It's a not, um, it's not a bad recommendation. It's good, I, good mic. I just realized, I looked up and I'm like, okay, we're almost out of time. And I've said this about 50 times and we've never talked about it. Uh, Descript bought uh, Squadcast this week. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about it is it's if you log into Squadcast, there will be a thing at the top that says connect to your Descript account. And when you do that, you no longer pay for Squadcast. It's like, oh, so if you got your $30 a month Descript thing, your Squadcast thing just goes away. I'm like, that's really cool. So it sounds like I heard an interview this morning that, you know, you can basically go from Squadcast and export it to Descript, do your editing and export your MP3 file. So it's a great, great, uh, collaboration with those two they think probably eventually you know the squadcast brand will go away but that'll be a while much like the blue i don't think the blue brand exists anymore i think it's just logitech i i'd have to double check on that but i, I remember hearing that it was going away maybe um so it'll be like the logitech yeti instead of the blue yeti but it's uh it's exciting i use both you know and so um i'll be interested to see and the other thing is talking about trying things. If you tried something once and you didn't like it and it's been a while, maybe go back and double check. Cause I was not, I just, they kept changing the script, which was true. And it kept making it confusing. But I noticed I went into the script and went to their help menu and they now have a list of tutorials. And I was like, that's what I was looking for. Cause they'd be like, Oh, just go to the YouTube channel and every YouTube video was like, look, you can edit the text and it edits the audio. I'm like, yeah, I got that. 
how do I understand the different layers in a video? Look, you edit the text on it. Edit, uh, yeah, I got that. So they seem to have a little more documentation than uh, they used to. So that's uh, exciting news. I think you said earlier this year that there will be mergers and acquisitions and probably media hosts and things yeah, like we're that. We're starting to see it now. We're starting to yeah. see it now. So, but uh, Jim, what's coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, Shane Dreyer from Era Green. I-R-R-I-G-R-E and Ear Green came on. We talked about this super smart sprinkler system for your yard, like for, you know, to water your grass, kind of based on some technology that was learned from 3D printing, which is kind of interesting and inkjet printing. So it, they say it prints the water onto your lawn. It's su- it's super cool. And uh, and you can you have control over like one sprinkler head can water this big gigantic area and you can set all the parameters and where it waters. It's super cool. You should check it out. It's posted right now. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. That sounds interesting. My uh, the city of Akron came and took away a big chunk of my front yard because they were replacing gas lines and stuff. Mm. And then we got like monsoon rain. And literally my whole front yard just went down the street. So I planted uh, grass. Um, and we've never grown grass on that. It's always been weeds and stuff that just held everything together. And we had a wall. So the wall's gone. And I actually planted grass. And I just wanted to go, I I have I have created grass. Look at me. So that was, uh, I am not a green. I have like a brown. I have a black thumb, basically. I'd say it's not brown. It's not green. So uh, on the School of Podcasting this week, I have a, it's one of those stew things I'm going to be talking about. We talked about it on this show before, but what do I do with my old files? I've actually been playing with some other tools. So it'll be kind of an update on that, which happens a lot for the school of podcasting. It's an idea that is launched over here. And then I kind of put it back in the oven for a little bit and come back out on the other side, but that'll be coming out. And then uh, it's off the podcast movement. So that'll be fun. And, um, it's a fun week for me. My 40th high school reunion tonight, mm. podcast movement, flight tomorrow. Good luck with the speech, fun. by the way. Good yeah. luck with the speech. And um, we'll see you back here next Saturday. I'll be tired, but we'll be here. Like and subscribe and ring the bell and the whole nine yards. Yeah.